Doggy, I know you like that, Diddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most. It's everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. For those of you, welcome. If this is your first time to the show, we know we get new get new listeners all the time. Also, for those of you who have continued to come back and support this show, thank you. Thank you so much. You can also be a part of it. We got to do that business. Send a voice memo recorded on your phone. It's nice and clear. Send it away to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. If you have any comments, thoughts, or questions, or corrections, that's where you go. Also, you can support this show. I'm still 100% completely independent. It helps me continue to do this. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to do that. It starts at $2, goes up to different levels, 5, 10, 25, 100. There's different awards and bonuses. But the biggest perk here, completely ad-free version of the show so you don't hear any of this. You get early access to my content. And also, there's different perks at different levels. So I'd love and be grateful for your support at Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right. We've got a guest in the house. Gil Cabrera is here because we want to talk about all the big news from this week. Everything from Apple maybe still working on a wraparound display phone, the future of their 2020 AR glasses, and then we cannot ignore the fact that Apple TV Plus, it came out this week, and we have plenty of thoughts on that. All right, everybody, Gil Cabrera in the house. You know him, you love him, friend of the show. Gil, what's up, buddy? What's up, BTZ? Good to be back. Always good to have you here. So what we're going to do is kind of hit some of the big news that at least happened this week. And then you know, because I know you're you're like a TV content guy and we talk about it all the time. We're going to jump in all that Apple TV goodness. Uh, are, are, you, are you ready to express your opinions when we get to that section? I'm, I'm ready to take our turn as TV reviewers. <laughs> are, we, are we doing thumbs or, or stars? Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know how many. I mean... I mean, we are, we won't do, let's not do good apples, bad apples. Uh, I don't know. You want to do like best, like out of four apples, how many, what would you rate them when yeah, we get to there? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Okay. All right. And if it really sucks, just throw out a banana. <laughs> 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 all right, everybody. So uh, let's just jump into this. A lot of news kind of happening around this week. We wanted to hit the big ones first. So obviously there's been a lot of buildup, almost over a year of buildup for Apple and Adobe, really Adobe to finally launch Photoshop for iPad. And for those of you that don't know, I was actually at Adobe Max, their big conference in Los Angeles at the convention center the past two days. So it was my first time I've ever been there. I got experience going to the sessions, the panels. It's really amazing. It's also really expensive, but I I pulled a few things out from that. But finally, Photoshop for iPad is here. Um, I don't know how much you've been hearing about this, Gil. What was interesting, though, is that on site at the actual convention, Externally, there's been a lot of people before it even came out criticizing that, oh, it's not full Photoshop. I'm not happy with it. But I'll tell you that putting my hands on it and experiencing it, I think one of the main things is that it's a totally different way to experience Photoshop because it is a tablet. You no longer can go to the menus and um, you know easily select stuff. Things that you're normally used to being in places aren't there anymore. But I actually think it's really good Photoshop and Adobe, they're committed to rolling out the new tools. They made it a point at this convention. They're saying, hey, we wanted to focus on stability. We wanted to focus on compositing images and retouching first, and we will get to the rest later. Um, do you have any interest in Photoshop whatsoever, Gil? So I so I use uh, I use Affinity and I've used Affinity for a while uh, in terms of the touch-up stuff and fixing stuff. And 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 you'll appreciate this. The, the one time I did heavy 
photo editing was when uh, my family and I took a picture at a luau in Maui. And um, we never get a picture of the four of us professionally done. So we like, they're, they're, they're like sacred pictures. And this hula dancer got in the middle of it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want a hula dancer in the family picture. So I actually took her out of the picture with Affinity. That's why I bought Affinity, actually. Um, so I use that primarily. Um, I did download uh, Photoshop. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm into the, I'm, I'm going to use it enough to justify the 10 bucks a month uh, for it. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm holding on activating the free trial to where I can actually use it before I before I do that. But uh, that but I, I don't use it that much. I do like I said, it's it's mostly stuff like that where I have a really good picture that there's something that bugs me about it that I need to fix. And you know, people that know me, I mean, I've I've talked about Affinity Photo I think since day one when they came out because it is honestly truly. Uh, you can do literally everything that you could in Photoshop, but of course it is laid out differently. It's a tablet app. Um, right now I would say, obviously Photoshop, this reminds me a lot of Apple to the entire tech world. Apple has this ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. Photoshop has this ecosystem as well, where all their apps talk to each other. You have cloud storage of saving that you can work with these files within these other apps. Affinity photo does have that affinity photo. It's only, I think, Right now, they're doing some crazy promo, like 50% off of just Affinity Photo. So it's like $10 right now. And I oh, would wow. say absolutely, absolutely worth it because they know that people are going to start looking at Photoshop. But like you said, for someone that's just using Photoshop for iPad, it's it's a $10 per month use. Whereas someone like me who's using Premiere and Photoshop and Illustrator sometimes, you know, I pay for the whole big pro suite because you know it, it is it is my profession but i'm kind of curious to see who how this plays out with photoshop and ipad and how vocal people will be as it's out i think when i first checked a little while ago it had a 2.6 star rating on the app store people are being mean about it gil oh really yeah they're not so. digging it well I, yeah I, I i think look if you're if you're a professional you get the whole suite and it's just another tool that you could do maybe on the road or if you're traveling then i, I can see them totally taking advantage of the ecosystem but yeah for somebody like me who it's a one-off kind of thing i ain't paying 10 bucks a month for it. I mean, I, 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 and you know me i i i am not i'm not afraid to waste money unfortunately uh, but this is one of those things we're like i ain't gonna use that come on oh man uh, that, that was the biggest humble brag from i don't know we gotta are we gonna call you money bags gill <laughs> it's not no, it's it's a spend. It's a spendthrift problem. It's not a. It's not a money problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, anyways, everyone, check that out. Um, I did take an actual full on like I did two sessions that were each about an hour and a half specifically on Photoshop for iPad. So I think that because I got a lot of more intimate knowledge with it, it was it opened my eyes and I'm like, this is a tool that I will definitely use on the road. But again, I still completely subscribe and agree that affinity photo is the more robust app right now but but it's all the ecosystem hooks all right we're going to keep on rolling through here this one is kind of leading into what could be coming in 2020 according to reports right now digitimes is saying that apple is partnering with valve the game developer also the home of the steam digital storefront they're partnering with them to help develop their rumored AR headset, which is expected to launch next year. Guild, have you, I don't know if I've actually gotten your thoughts about just the idea of Apple glasses and how you think they may or may not fit in your life, or are you intrigued by this idea? I am. So I, I think, you know, I, I had a pair of Google Glass 
for a bit. I returned them within the like 30 day period because I just never used them and I look like a jackass. But uh, yeah, totally. And, but you know me, I can't help myself with new cool tech. I mean, I've got I've got drawers full of random stuff that I bought over the years that I, I used a couple times and then stopped using. But um, so I'm intrigued by the concept of it as and uh, particularly because of Apple, right? Apple could pull it off in a way that doesn't look stupid. Um, a from from an aesthetic standpoint, and then just adds the functionality to it. Like I, I think I could see it being uh, a cool um, uh, wear wearable if it's done right. So I'm intrigued by it. We'll see what they come out with. I mean, I I can't imagine I'm not going to get it. For God's sakes, I have an Oculus. Uh, I have an Oculus, so odds are I'll try I'll try the AR if Apple does it right. Yeah, I mean, I see you posting a lot of photos of you and your family using your Oculus. How how, how do you like that actually? Oh, it's, it's, it's rad. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I'm amazed at how advanced it actually is. Um, so I have the, uh, is it the quest, the one that's standalone mm-hmm. and, uh, it works great. The, the, the star Wars games are ridiculous. Like there's, there's moments where you're literally standing in front of Vader and you're looking up at him. <laughs> I mean, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's messed up. Like it's pretty cool. So, so it's the tech's got a lot of the, the, VR tech's amazing, and and the AR tech, I think, I think that could be useful. I mean, I've always thought the the best <laughs> the best feature AR uh, glasses could ever have is reminding me who the hell uh, everybody's name is. Dude, totally, totally, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're coming up, and the little little thing says facial ID from your Facebook friends or whatever, and then says, "Yeah, that's John." I was like, "Hey, John." <laughs> I mean, because you know, how often do you go, "Hey, man, what's up?" And you have no idea what the person's name is. Okay, so be I, I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you have this deal um, with your wife, but I do have this thing with um, Shauna. And what happens is if I ever, and guess what? She, she, she forgets us all the time. But the deal is that if I ever say hi to someone and I introduce them to her and I don't say their name, she needs to ask their name. Yep. Right. Yeah, we, have the and, same, we have the same deal. Right. Yep. And so... Sorry if I have met you and you're listening and my girlfriend asked your name. It's because I didn't remember your name. Yeah, no, we, we, we have the same deal where uh, my, my issue will be what, what we do is we just we give each other kind of a beat to, <laughs> to make the intro. And if we don't make the intro, then the other person will jump in. Hi, I'm so-and-so. And then what's, what's brutal, though, is you have the occasional person that doesn't introduce themselves back. You're like, hey, man. Like this is this is part of the deal. You're supposed to like tell me your name now. Tell my wife your name. Don't make me uh, guess your damn name. Yeah, I mean when so. you meet a lot of people, and especially like with all the your work that you do with the city and you know out yeah. in uh, San Diego, it, that that that's super tough. So um, Valve, they have actually worked with Apple in the past. In 2017, they helped bring kind of native VR headset support to macOS High Sierra. I don't know if you remember this uh, a while ago, but at one of the keynotes, and it was in 2017, do you remember when Apple was kind of positioning the iMac Pro as this like huge VR development platform and they had someone put on VR glasses? And it was interesting because they were kind of really showing how, okay, GPU support was built in and this could be the tools of the future. But I don't really know. I could be wrong and maybe people that are listening could chime in. I don't know many people that are telling me that I exclusively develop VR on a Mac. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't think it ever really took off in that way. They did the, that was the keynote where they, they, again, they, they, did Wars, a, yeah. they did a Star Wars thing. Yeah. So for, for sure. And, uh, it looks cool. And then, and then it never went anywhere. I had, I either never knew or totally forgot that valve actually had an AR. Mm-hmm. I had a headset, mm-hmm. had a mm-hmm. VR headset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I linked to it from this, from this article and I was like, Oh, I didn't even heard of that thing. 
Yeah, I mean, so that was news to me. It's hey, it's good. That's the thing, right? You have HTC Vive and you have Oculus that have pretty much cornered the market of like at least the two companies that are leading the way from the consumer slash prosumer side. But with Valve, this helps them because you know they're not getting any traction in the consumer market. So why not? you know sign, make a deal with apple and hopefully they can both benefit from this but i don't i don't expect although there have been reports that these new air glasses would have some sort of potential game slash app store i don't i don't expect this these to be like a big time gaming device apple has to make these just as slick as possible and just kind of deliver us some fun information in a classy elegant way and the, don't make the glasses look too funky and i think there will be lots of people like you and me even though i don't wear glasses that will definitely try out gen one you know Totally. And you make them, you know, the, the one thing that the Google Glass did have is they had that, they had sort of like an insert to make them sunglasses, which made them a little bit less goofy. <laughs> uh, not much, but a little bit less goofy. Um, and if, if Apple does, if it makes it like a, like a san- sunglass or some sort of transition glass that kind of can be that way, then it, then it starts getting interesting. Cause I'm the same way. I don't, I don't need glasses except to read because I'm old now. But <laughs> that's the only, that's, you know, otherwise if I'm walking around, I don't need glasses. So it'd be useful to have them have that. And yeah. In, useful information, even text messages kind of coming across would be awesome. Yeah, just, just subtle. I mean, it doesn't have to be too slick. If it literally delivered what our Apple Watch gave us exactly. but in a visual way, I think as just for Gen 1, I think you, people are going to be happy enough with that. And maybe it does one kind of cool, fun thing. And, yeah. you know, that that's all That's all you really need. Um, well, and you, and you add to those, if, I don't know if you've seen the Bose sunglasses that they have. Um, yep. So they, I, I've never gotten them because it never made sense to me <laughs> when I would wear them and not, you know, it, 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 the consistency of it is a problem. But if you add audio to that and make them sort of like replace Air, AirBud, AirPods, that's kind of an interesting angle as well. Because if you've ever put those bows on, they sound amazing. Yeah, they're really cool. Like but, the sound you get from frames of glasses, pretty cool. Yeah, but the but the use cases was always the issue I had with those. Yeah, the use cases uh, use it in the store and try it out for fun. Right. Yeah. Totally. So um, just just for everyone that's wondering roughly when these augmented reality glasses could be coming out, all reports have pointed and started to kind of really say that 2020 will be the year that we see them. It'll have its own custom iOS-based operating system um, right now internally called ROS for reality operating system. Uh, so we will see how this all plays out. But absolutely, we kind of talked about it a little uh, a few episodes ago. 2020 is going to be really exciting and interesting year from apple if these glasses come out with a new iphone and then whatever else they decide to drop on us i'm very very curious what yeah no, it's, gonna be like. it's, it's gonna be an expensive year i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's um my feeling. maybe pretty expensive but not coming next year this was an interesting one that obviously got the rumor mills all up in a tiffy apple has updated one of their patents that was specifically about a wrap around display for the iPhone. This was reported by Patently Apple. They registered a continuation patent on this wrap around display filing. Uh, we have seen it before. We know that Apple has thrown all types of patents that we just haven't even seen come to fruition. But the fact that they extended this makes, and everyone is talking about foldable phones and what's the next step, what's the future of the phone. Gil, from whether you've used them or not, do you like the idea of a foldable phone better or a wraparound phone? <laughs> um, I <laughs> or like neither. The idea, uh, well, I like the idea of a wraparound phone better just because it, it, to me, it starts getting us closer to those, especially if they start doing some cool things with the tech where it almost seems see-through just because of the way it works. Um, I, I, I like that idea 
probably better than opening something bigger up. I mean, I, again, I'm trying to make them smaller. Yeah. Uh, frankly, I, I, I want the same amount of real estate that I have screen wise with the 11 and, and, you know, maybe a little bit thinner and, and, and that's about it. But I, I don't need anything bigger than that, frankly, in my pocket at this point. At this point, it's already kind of big. Um, so I never get as excited about these patent uh, things just because with these large companies, they have whole divisions of, in their legal departments that their whole job is just to any any R and D that's going on. They're going to patent mm-hmm. if they can, if it's defensible, and then extending it just creates. Uh, you know, when you do a patent, um, you're you're trying to make it as defensible as possible, and 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 what you do is you sort of build other patents around it and extend the patent as as broadly as you can, and because you know also never know where that technology will fold into something else. Um, so, so, get it? so, so I never get as excited about, um, about the patent stuff as, as a lot of the rumor mills get, cause you just never know if it's, if it's just a patent strategy as opposed mm-hmm. to an actual product development. No, that's a really good point. I don't, I don't know if you saw much, um, from San, uh, from Samsung's developer conference, I believe it happened last week, but they showed off kind of a, a rough kind of computer generated version of not only their current foldable phone, but like a foldable flip phone. And I think that, the foldable flip phone, depending on how low profile, is really interesting to me because next week Motorola is holding an event here in Los Angeles where they are expecting to reveal basically kind of the rebirth of the loved, beloved Razer phone. Oh, man. But in a flipped out foldable version that is a, a full screen. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think what's crazy about that is that, you know, I don't know how, who knows how good the quality of the screen is going to be, but. You know, I always I have I think there's a lot of people at least that are tech gadget freaks that were around at that time that have a love for the razor because it was really the phone before the i it was the phone before the iPhone really blew things up. Like yeah, I remember I that. I, I, yeah, I had several of those. And then so the foldable that that's interesting to me in the following sense. So if you can give me a tiny bit more screen real estate, but when it's in my pocket, it's smaller um, form factor wise, then it starts getting interesting. The problem with the current foldable phones that I've seen, anyway, is that they're the same size. They're bigger yeah. than 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 a standard iPhone, and then they fold even bigger than that, right? So, so the whole point is to make the pocket profile smaller. From at least my perspective, that's what I would be looking for. And you know, I think over time it'll get there. But at the same time, is something microwaving? I mean, I, I want a hot pocket. If you got a hot pocket out, <laughs> that's there. on the street. You know, I'm on. You know, I'm on the. Uh, <laughs> My my office uh, is eight floors up, and I get to hear everything on the street. Are you talking about the rough streets of San Diego again? That's right. That's uh, it's it's the beautiful. It's we're 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 hearing the sounds from West Broadway, my friend. That's I some honest, that's some truck backing up. That's what that I was. was honestly hoping it was a hot pocket, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, lunchtime is it's lunchtime is coming. So, you know, yeah, we know that even if these foldable devices get thinner, no matter what, a standalone slate is still going to be thinner than that. So, to your point. You want it thin, but there'll always be something thinner than a foldable device. Right. Yeah, and that's the problem with it, right? I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm at the place where I'm pretty happy with the screen size that I'm getting out of a phone. Um, and and now it's like, how much room does it take up in my damn pocket? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So this story, um, not necessarily related to tech, but obviously has Apple's fingerprints all over it. On Monday of this recent week, Apple announced that it would commit $2.5 billion dollars to fight the California housing crisis. All right, there now for those of you that don't live in California or have obviously heard like, oh, California is so expensive to live in. I can tell you, being a Bay Area native who recently just lived there for 
all my life until a year and a half ago is not only is it a housing shortage, the property prices there are ridiculous. And I'll throw out some examples in a moment. But Apple, who in a weird way is kind of responsible for some of this, not alone, but Apple's committing commitment includes $1 billion in affordable housing investments, $1 billion in mortgage assistance for first-time homebuyers, and then $300 million worth of Apple land that they are opening up to affordable housing projects. They took over a huge plot of land, basically in the Cupertino, Sunnyvale area to build their headquarters. So I guess they have some extra space where they're going to show that they're, they care about the community by doing this. So what do you think about this, Gil? I, you know, it caught my eye. I mean, we're, we're obviously dealing with the same issues um, as, as one of the larger cities in, in California as well with homelessness and, and affordable housing. It's, you know, it's a crisis up and down the state. We haven't built, frankly, enough housing over the last 20 years to deal with the population. So that's what's causing a lot of it. To give you a perspective on the numbers, San Diego just uh, last week passed a, a, a plan for to tackle its housing and, and homeless problem. And it calls for $2 billion over the next 10 years. So this would literally cover San Diego's entire homeless and housing plan for the next 10 years and then some. Um, so it's a lot, you know, San Francisco's got a, uh, the Bay Area has got a bigger problem um, than we do, but it's still, you know, it's, it's a significant amount of cash. And I agree with you. I mean, part of the problem is these, the tech sector has, exacerbated the problem because of all the wealth up there mm-hmm. has been just driving up all the all the housing prices and bringing in all these um, well-paid engineers into even san francisco yep. that has driven out a lot of the folks that could afford living there um so i think it's an important thing for the tech sector to do i, I think this is a great thing i mean you know the thing that's of course a crack up of for me is 2.5 billion for san diego would be everything we need and then some mm-hmm. it's a drop in the bucket of of apple's cash uh, on hand, and they could certainly do more. And then, if you factor in all the other tech companies, I mean, they could make a huge difference. Yeah, and you know, I think someone who lives in the Bay Area. Okay, I'm just going to throw this out here because this was kind of one of those iconic stories, at least from uh, from people who lived locally in the Bay Area, of how things have changed. All right, so I'm going to throw this out to you um, just for fun, and I'm not. I don't expect you to be this real estate guru, but. How much do you think roughly let's let's just say like you know a nice suburb in um in San Diego how much do you think roughly a two bed one bathroom home 848 square feet would roughly go for in San Diego if you had to guess uh ballpark yeah but depending on where it is but like let's say my neighborhood which is a uh, uh, just north of downtown that's probably uh, it's not quite a million it's approaching Okay. Okay. So this, this house, um, I can only send you the pictures of this later, Gil, this house in Sunnyvale, which is literally the city, um, that is part of where Apple's campus is went for $2 million in cash. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) Gil, 848 square foot house, two bedroom, (sighs) one bath. How How much land though? How much land do you know? Um, let me see if I can find it. There, there was. It was a very. It wasn't even like it was a big, big backyard. It's. Um, I would guess the backyard is about. Maybe looks around the same as the house. So like, so like two, maybe two thousand. Let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say roughly two thousand square feet. That's crazy because you can't even build anything big on it. No, and so this, this, this is the thing. Like, and this is happening in Cupertino specifically in Sunnyvale. 
even though those those two point five billion dollars is a lot of money, but really, you have to get Google on board. You have to get Facebook on board because these are the companies. It's not just Apple that has you know kind of caused the divide. I talked to a lot of my friends. It's like, how does a teacher making the salary that they do really make make ends meet? Because there was just a recent. I think it was back this the most recent that I remember finding, and I just kind of dug it up. Even back in mid two thousand and eighteen. At the time, in the Bay Area, if you lived in San Francisco, Marin, or San Mateo counties, which are typically a little more affluent counties in the Bay Area, according to the reports and the numbers, the definition of low income level to qualify for affordable housing programs was stood at a household income of $117,400. That's was, so crazy. was considered crazy. low income level. So this is, you know, this is the Bay Area, right? That yeah we're talking about. And so there is a huge issue there. I quite honestly, coming down to LA housing is more affordable. Food is cheaper. Food is more diverse and better. The Barry is my home. I love it, but it, it's really ridiculous out there. But anybody that lives anywhere else in the country would think LA and San Diego. is Absolutely. Crazy, That's right? what I hear. Um, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had, so we had um, the CEO of the convention center had moved from Kentucky and um, he had this beautiful house, obviously, acres and acres <laughs> of land in Kentucky. And then they, you know, when they got here, they were, it was like shell shocked to what they could get for the same amount of money. It was like, it was a fraction, it was nothing. So it's, it's brutal. Um, and, and it's just, it, you know, part of the, part of the thing that we're dealing with in California, unfortunately. And yeah, the Bay Area is at the pinnacle of that, but even LA and San Diego are, are, are right there. Yep. Uh, and yeah, making a hundred grand a year as a family used to get you a pretty good middle-class lifestyle, but not in California. I know a lot of people that are listening to this and because we're used to the idea of these prices being in California, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are like, holy crap, are you kidding me? Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Oh yeah. No, because it's insane. You can get a, a beautiful mansion for like 800K in Georgia, you know, like in all these amazing states. It's just wild. All right, everybody, let's just take a moment to take a breather and thank the sponsor of the show. And you know what? That would be you. Thank you so much for everyone that is sponsoring and supporting my independent content at patreon.com slash Brian Tong. I talked about it earlier, the benefits, some bonus rewards, the ability to get content, access it early and completely ad-free. That includes this podcast. Obviously, that's kind of the heart of it. Also, it helps me do all my other video content as well. All you have to do starts at $2 per month. If I've been able to give you any value over time, or maybe I'm worth a cup of coffee for you, that's $5 a month. We have two, five, 10, 25, $100 level at the platinum Apple level to support all this. And I just want to say thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you allowing me to do this and continue to support this. And I'm just going to keep on bringing the content for you. And we have a lot planned coming up, most likely starting either at the end of the year or just right in January as we ramp up for CES. Wow, CES is coming soon. So there you go, patreon.com slash Brian Tong. That's how you can support us. And you know what? Let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's, you know what? The real estate section of this podcast is concluded. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, it's all about location. (laughs) Location, location, location. All right. Uh, We're going to touch upon, because we didn't get to talk about this in our um, last episode, because we really dug deep in with the AirPods Pro, 
review, but Apple did report their earnings last week. So I'm just going to hit some bullet points and some of this stuff is kind of gives an idea of where Apple stands. Remember, Apple no longer gives us detailed specific sales numbers for their product categories. They're not doing that anymore. But for the quarter, Apple posted a revenue of $64 billion, a net quarterly profit of $13.7 billion. This was a new fourth quarter record year over year, uh, and they also for Apple, so they continue to make more money while their services revenue, which is what Apple has really targeted. Services were time out. Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, News Plus, Apple Arcade. The revenue service set an all time quarterly record. Now iPhones still down nine percent year over year, which is an improvement over. 15% year-over-year decline over the past three quarters. So at least they're able to make up a little gain. They did say that they're having the most positive response to iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. And iPhone 11 has become Apple's best-selling smartphone since it launched. And any surprises there? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I the 11 has been actually, if you remember, I wasn't going to get it. And the, I'll tell you, the camera is ridiculous. On the Pro. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I was at Halloween uh, and all of my neighbors, I was taking pictures of all their kids with my camera because like you could, it was, it was dusk. So it was darker and just the low light pictures are insane. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, this is truly the first iPhone I think where I've been like, okay, this is the camera's a significant improvement over the last one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, uh, th- so that doesn't surprise me. And then, and you know, the, they're, they're focusing on their services. That's going to just keep going up, particularly with everything else they're launching. Um, but yeah, that's not surprising at all that they're, they're, they're starting to diversify because they can't live on iPhone forever, even, even though it's doing well. Yep. Apple's quarterly services, uh, in revenue hit an all-time high of $12.5 billion. Wearables, home, and accessories, which is kind of bundled together in one group, set another quarterly revenue record of $6.5 billion. Apple reported that three-quarters of their customers are buying Apple Watch for the first time. And that that's a huge number and shows just how much growth they could get in that category, too. Oh yeah, and I, I feel like I see Apple Watches everywhere. Me I mean, too. Again, again, we're we're in a we're in a different place in terms of locations and stuff of what you get but man it's like apple watch tesla iphone <laughs> i mean it's like the, that's the what's going on in our in our on, in our neighborhoods anyway no i i went back home to cupertino which is again you know one of those silicon valley meccas i'm going to be going back out there uh this week and when i go there it you know at least in la you'll you'll still see you know teslas here and there but in cupertino you know where all this tech money is I mean, it feels like Tesla makes up a, a honestly, it sounds silly, maybe like 20, 10 to 20% of the cars that you see out there, which is kind of crazy, yeah. right? Well, dude, I went to a Girl Scout horseback riding thing with my daughter on Sunday. Oh, you're not part of Girl Scouts yourself? Not me, not me. Okay, not sorry. Me. Just, 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 just a supporter. Thank you. Clarification. Uh, uh, seven cars, four were Teslas. That's what I'm saying, right? You'll see instances like it's that. Crazy. You're like, it's crazy. You're like, damn. And the great, yeah. amazing cars. But that's just um, one of those things where when you talk about that ratio, right? <laughs> we talk about Apple Watch. I feel like I see a lot of people wearing Apple Watch as well. Yep. Yep. No, they they seem to be everywhere, frankly. I, I don't see Fitbits. I don't see anything else. It's all, yeah. it's all Apple Watches. And Google is trying to resurrect that whole someone's got to come up with some sort of a competitor for Apple. Uh, Google just recently acquired – it hasn't been officially – you know, approved, but it's going to Google just recently acquired Fitbit and all their assets. Um, and so maybe we'll finally see this 
Google Watch. But by the time that's the thing, this battle has kind of been lost, you know. Yep. And all I said, all Apple has to do is freaking make that Apple Watch compatible on Android. You know that that would just that would destroy. Yeah, if, yeah I'm surprised know, they haven't done it. But but yeah, that's just a matter of time. Did you keep the Series Five by the way? I did not. I did yeah. not. I, uh, I just because it wasn't enough of a benefit for me and how I used it. So although I do recommend the Series Five, absolutely, you know how how hard I am uh, a fan of the Apple Watch. I didn't upgrade my Ford Five. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. I have a four, and there's that just didn't the the always on thing just didn't seem enough for me. Wait, wait, are you saying Gil Cabrera and Brian Tong were sensible once with their Apple purchases? What world are we living in today? It's the first time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I cannot just buy whatever just because but it wasn't even that i was like i'm just there's not even a benefit right now you know so hey i told you my ipad delivery story right no tell me it so my daughter so i was i was holding out for the new ipad because i i I had a two-generation ipad pro and so i was going to get a new one but then you know we're expecting a new ipad pro in the first quarter so i wasn't going to buy one so last week my daughter who was using an older ipad like it fell out of her hands, totally not her fault, and it shat and it shattered. Right? It was I'm like sure. I'm sure Gil just might have nudged her a little bit, but that's okay. Well, that's that's <laughs> totally. in my world. Well, it was one of those things where, like, if it was her fault, she wasn't getting another iPad. But like, I was, I just, we all felt bad, right? Because that's like her thing. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna get, I'll get my new one now. I'll skip the, you know, we don't think the new iPad Pro is gonna be significantly different. It's just an upgrade. So I got it, and when I'm buying it it's a saturday morning and it says hey for nine bucks we'll deliver it to you in two hours or less oh, yeah that's right that's right right so i'm like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and do that <laughs> that's worth nine bucks and postmates showed up with my ipad within an hour that's crazy i was like what crazy world do we live in <sighs> where postmates now in a some sort of back-end partnership with apple sends their drivers to the Apple store, like by my house, picked up my iPad and brought it right to me within two hours. That was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. It was awesome. That Well, you know what now? I, I mean, I do remember now you tell me the story because I remember why you told me the story. It was because I was waiting for my AirPods Pro to oh, yeah. arrive and it was like 6.45 p.m. And the cutoff time is like 7 p.m. I'm like, I've had plenty of issues with UPS, but they just end up not bringing your package. And you're like, and I'm like, I'm trying to shoot a review on this thing. Can this come yet? And it came at 7.53 or 6.53 p.m. But I remember when I posted that, you you sent me a text like, dude, I got my iPad in an hour. I'm like, shut up. It was the craziest. It's the craziest thing. It's, it's amazing. And it was seamless. It was seamless. So anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it was, it was a, a, a cool experience. So, so yeah, it's Postmates will bring you your iPad from your Apple store, apparently. But look, that's not an interruption because I look at that and just how there's a reason why people are less patient, like oh. the the idea of working and waiting for things just even generationally, like when you can order an iPad and get it in an hour delivered to your home, that changes your brain of how you think about the value of time and waiting for things, right? Like we, we oh, could yeah. never do that before. We could never oh, do yeah. that before. No, no, it, it, it has totally jacked up. I mean, you know, we used, we get food delivered too all the time. So it's, yeah. we're, it's, we're all messed up and it's not probably ultimately good for these, <laughs> for a lot of the employees that are having to like meet these deadlines mm-hmm. either. Uh, but yeah, it just, it makes it all so easy that you can't help it. All right, we're going to continue. We just got three more bullet points of Apple's earnings. Their Mac revenue was down 5% year over year due to what they say was the difficult comparisons in product launch timing. We know we haven't seen the new rumored 16-inch MacBook Pro. We haven't seen a new refreshed iMac Pro. We haven't seen the new 
Mac Pro. So we were hoping to expect those sometime. I will say that there is the uh, Final Cut Pro Summit that I believe typically happens on Apple campus that is expected to be happening this Friday, I believe. It's November the 7th. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but they teased to the attendees that they would be surprised by products. We don't know if maybe they'll end up revealing in a press release as well as to those attendees the new Mac Pro hardware and their configurations and maybe some new Macs, but it's something to keep an eye on uh, because... Yeah, I, I'm actually curious. Even though there's no way I'm going to buy a Mac Pro, I just want to. I just want to see it. I just want to see it out in the wild. It looks like it's going to be pretty. It looked pretty. All right. Also, later this year, Apple added on that Apple Card. We'll be getting a new feature. So if you haven't purchased your iPhone yet, you can purchase an iPhone and pay over 24 months with zero percent interest if you use your Apple Card. How's how's your Apple Card working? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Do you, do you have do you have one? Did you get one? I, I don't. I don't. I oh, don't. Okay, then you shut up. <laughs> oh, come on, man! You can't. I was like, I was like, wait, did you end up getting one? You're like, no, no I didn't. So, <laughs> although I although I'm starting to think I might because um, you know I use we use an Amazon card for almost everything, but outside of Amazon, it's, it gets you one percent. So and and if you use the two percent for um. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Apple when Apple Wallet, it, it that's an extra percent. I mean, it's you know whether or not it's worth it, we'll see. But that you, I, I I finally figured that out because I've been using my Apple Wallet, my Amazon through my Apple Wallet mm-hmm. a lot more. Have you? Uh, I um, use my watch now. It's awesome. I never even I take anything out of my pocket. It's, it's so crazy. awesome. Yeah. Now these days, I'm not even bringing my wallet. Is I try and just bring my ID and put it in like a side pocket that I know is super secure. Because you know I wear those pants that have pockets like on the legs and stuff that are really skinny, so I can I can do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to admit that. <laughs> to, I'm not gonna... We're gonna we're gonna need pictures of that. <laughs> you know, we normally only get you from about the waist up in videos, so you're gonna have to show off the, uh, the pockets and the pants soon. Oh, Gills, there's a lot of people that have asked for me to show a lot more on video. I, you know, I, I don't want to. They're gonna they're gonna be really happy about that. I so. actually, so I took a picture of my ID and I have it in my phone. Oh, that's um, good. In, in case I ever forget it, because that's that's because now it's getting to the point because you know, for my car, my 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 uh, iPhone is my key as well. So it's getting mm-hmm. it's getting to that place where the phone is really all you need, which is nice. Man, that's beautiful. Um, so not only would you get that three percent off on that Apple Card, but that new plan for an iPhone, pay over twenty four months without zero interest. That's pretty. That's a pretty sweet deal too for iPhone fans um, that finance it. And then Tim Cook, because you know he's got to tout, got to talk up the Apple Card, says that it has been the most successful credit launch in the U.S. ever. I, I don't. Well, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen as many digital ads for a credit card in my life. I mean, I it, that thing pops up everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it does, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and you know they're going to roll out that interest-free thing for all their products. They were using uh, a Barclay card mm-hmm. for that on their websites. And at some point, that's going to get phased out. Yeah, I just really wanted the card because I had this awesome music video. And I can't do it without the card with my name on it. It's really... <laughs> When's the next time you're going to apply? I don't <laughs> I, I literally, I think I apply. I tried again like a week ago and it's literally been two or three weeks since I applied and they're still said like, oh, you have too many requests. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, you I don't gotta know. Wait. You got to wait like a couple months. This sucks. This sucks. All right. <laughs> so we are here at this moment in time to talk about Apple TV plus we've been, this is why you came. Not really, but <laughs> for people listening, but okay. 
I'd love to jump into this. Uh, you and I have been, we agreed that we had watched at least one of the core four shows, which includes The Morning Show, C, For All Mankind, and Dickinson. So we're going to kind of have some fun. I'd love to hear what you all at home think about Apple TV Plus so far as well. Just a reminder that it is free for users that purchased any Apple product that at least has a screen involved that you can watch content on from September 10th until about now. So people ask me about the Apple Watch. Apple Watch is not included in this deal. AirPods Pro, not included in this deal. But what happens is you open up the Apple TV app and then you can claim, I think it's, I can't remember the wording. Did it say claim reward or something like that? Something like that. Although I'll tell you that my iPad hasn't figured it out yet. What? Yeah, my iPad. So I'm, I'm, I claimed it. I got it on my TV. I have it on my, I think my phone works, but my iPad still doesn't think, uh, still tells me that I can watch the free trial, well, but nothing else. So well, it that, hasn't sunk across and I've tried resetting it. I've tried closing the app, you know, completely. And yeah, it's a weird, my iPad doesn't know that I can watch all the shows for free apparently. Well, that's what you get for making fun of me about the Apple card. So I have no, I have no, <laughs> I have no, no pity. The, the no irony pity. is, the irony is I'm pretty sure they didn't count my iPhone 11 purchase, which they should have. They really? actually went, well, when I, when I went to a- activate it, it talked about my iPad purchase being the per- the triggering mm. purchase, but the damn iPad doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is such a first world problem. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm oh, so yeah. sorry. Oh, I'm yeah, so no, I'm, sorry. I, I'm, I'm whining like crazy. Um, so, uh, I, let me, can I, the yeah, interface in. is first of all, I think the interface now, the Apple TV, particularly on the Apple TV is real slick. I sent you a little video yesterday about just like how you, I could scroll through a full screen, a preview of, of all, all the shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really slick. Um, I've also, I think that Apple TV app generally is starting to work really well. Um, across uh everything because uh, we've i've now switched to hulu too because uh psv is going away oh, and RIP. hulu syncs perfectly with that apple tv apple tv app so the oh. up next actually works really well now that's a that's, whereas, a, you know, that's a great point yeah whereas psv didn't work and youtube tv doesn't work because i was trying youtube tv and hulu at the same time and uh, hulu seems to sync beautifully across uh, Apple TV really nicely. So my up next has all my shows, including the Apple TV shows. That's, you so know, what, that's good. a great point. I didn't think of, um, just from how it collects it. I will say, I agree with you on the look for the specific shows and how you can scroll through them. Super awesome. But I do have one complaint about the interface because I always have to complain about something. I think that, you know, in the Apple TV app, which curates all the content that you watch, you know, you have that top nav bar that says TVs, movies, um, you know, things like that. Right. Yep. I, th- I think what, they if they're really pushing this Apple TV Plus service hard, I think they kind of need to have a dedicated button or something so that I can just go directly to the Apple TV content because right now it's it's jumbled with all your content. You kind of got to scroll down a little bit to get to like that banner that shows Apple TV Plus and then you click on it. But I feel because if they're pushing this as hard as they want to, it's sometimes I felt like, wait, how do I jump right to the Apple TV Plus shows? And they aren't exactly just right there in your face you kind of have to scroll around a little bit to get them i kind of wanted them to be like okay i'm jumping in apple tv plus this is just me i wonder if they're i wonder if in a very un-apple way they're actually trying to be cool with the other um because remember (laughs) apple tv is feeding into the app now gets it gets amazon prime Mm -hmm. it gets hulu um, I'm trying to think HBO, what other apps feed, HBO, HBO all, all that feeds into it, and I'm just trying to think if they don't want to piss them off. And also, 
if I was a antitrust lawyer at Apple, I would have said no to that. Mm. Um, particularly with all the stuff coming down on all these companies where like, you, you know, try not to, you can, you can put your content all over the place, but if you favorite your content like that, you know, in a system where you're, you're theoretically trying to open it up to everybody, maybe that opens you up to more scrutiny. So I, it's just a, a possible, the, the, you know, the thing they took away that has pissed my family off is in the movies app, they took away the wish list. Oh, they did? And I don't know why. Yeah. And so we had a bunch of movies on the wish list and that's gone now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really weird. But I'm, um, I'm sorry about that. You shouldn't have made fun of the Apple card on me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that is, that is going to cost me a lot. Apparently. It already is. It already is. All right. So of the four shows, which one's your favorite? Let's start with that. Um, okay. So as I watched more episodes, I was surprised. I would say my top t- – it's a little close, but my favorite show right now – is the morning show, but I was not a fan of it after the first episode, actually. Interesting. Yeah. So, and, so my wife and I watched the morning show, the first episode, and we actually liked it a lot. Uh, we, we thought that was probably one of the better, slicker ones of the, of the four, but I haven't watched the other two. So what I found was interesting is that, and this is not me being like, oh, I'm above this, but everyone that I talked to that is not involved, has not been in like a newsroom or a TV industry. They, they actually really love the show. And when I was watching it with Sean and I were like, that doesn't happen. That's way over exact. Like you don't talk, you really can't even talk to your coworkers like that. So we were like, okay, it's a little exaggerated, but I think that hyper realism of it makes it more interesting for a general audience, which who this is really appealing for. They're not making the show for people that work in news. They're making it for everyone else. So it's the right decision. It was just that at first I was like, uh, this is a little over the top. And then I need, to, I need to throw this out here. I put it on my Twitter. The first five minutes of the morning show was a freaking iPhone ad. Like, <laughs> Totally. Everybody, I, everybody's iPhone ringing. <laughs> I, I tallied. I, I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. We need to rewind this. I tallied how many times. It wasn't even just someone holding an iPhone. It was straight up the screen shown (laughs) with a name held for at least five to 10 seconds. There were five instances in the first five minutes of that show of iPhones. I was like, dear Lord. But, you know, I would say that after that first episode, um, which had a total of, I have to double check my numbers. I think it was around 15 instances of an Apple product shown in your face. But after that episode two and three, it, it's not nearly as in your face. It's maybe like three or four times the show. So I was kind of like maybe turn off like, okay, I get it, Apple. Like, you don't. we can show your products whenever you want, but we don't have to show the screen with the name every time and like <laughs> do the slow zoom into it. I'm like, come on, guys, come on. This is gratuitous. That is awesome. I, it's hilariously, I, I noticed the iPhones. I, I'm curious that now if in the rest of the office environment where there are Macs and everything else, like all every computer was an Apple product. So not every computer is an Apple product. Uh, there are moments where you might see someone holding an iPad with it reversed, but not like, here's my iPad navigating the <laughs> interface of blah, blah, blah. It's not that, uh, you know, obscene. But at least the first five minutes, I was just like, come on, guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. But um, I did find, I do, I would say you're probably going to like it even more once you get to episode three. But that was, um, I would say, overall my favorite show. And then the surprise show that I found really charming and fun, Dickinson. I, th- I thought that show was, I th- I was we- it's weird. You don't know what to expect. And it's this weird mishmash. And I think some people might be turned off by it, but I thought it was actually pretty fun. So yeah, those, are, I, I, those are my two standouts. So I saw Dickinson. I saw one episode of Dickinson and I, I was with you. I, um, 
I, I'm curious to watch it with my wife to see how much she likes it. It is a it is that weird mashup of genre but modern language mm-hmm. and and music. The soundtrack's awesome. Yeah. Um. And uh. And it's kind of it's got a really nice edginess to it. Um. I'm I'm the thing with Dickinson is I'm still not sure I'm the demo for it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that's where I'm that's where I'm running into to sort of problems with it from just my person. But I thought it was it's very well done. Um, and I think it's cool. It reminds me of that, that Marie Antoinette, that, uh, uh, Coppola's daughter did not Coppola. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no mm-hmm. Coppola. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that was like, it was, um, it was totally in the period, but they, it was all modern language and music and everything else, which is a cool way to do it. I think so. Yeah. I like that one as well. Um, what's your favorite my, show? My favorite show is probably for all mankind. Yeah. That's the one I've, that's the one I've watched a lot of. I've watched the most of, um, and I think that one actually started slow. Uh, I think episodes two and three are better. And it's, it's an interesting sort of what if history kind of discussion, right? The, 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 the Russians beat us to the moon, yeah. but our, but it doesn't alter. It's kind of interesting. It doesn't alter. They didn't beat us to the moon because we screwed up or anything. They just, that we, they just surprised us and their space program was farther along than we thought it was. And so they, we, Neil Armstrong went when he went in real life. Um, although interestingly there, the landing was rougher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but the Russians just kind of got there first. And then, and then in the later episodes, the interesting thing is how it's now driving a, a, a further push in the space race. And that's kind of a fun thing to think about. Right. So I, so I, so I think it's well done. And then the quality I think has been really good. Yeah. Um, really, frankly, across the board, the production value has been solid. Amazing. Frankly, they're clearly throwing money at the, at the production. <laughs> as, as we have heard well before that yeah. throwing millions and millions. Um, the, the question I have about for all mankind. So I, I found that for all mankind, I did, I actually liked it because I was intrigued by, you know, the historical kind of context of it. I would say that, you know, not that I'm that much younger than you, Gil, but I do think that it is more the demographic. If you were growing up in that time and you remember some of those instances, I think it makes that show a lot more impactful because I was kind of connecting the dots like, wait, JFK, Richard Nixon, um, you know, this crisis here, that going on space program. Like I didn't live in that time where I think it, it means even more is more interesting. Um, but I thought the show was really interesting, but I did think it was a little slow the first episode. So I'm kind of glad to hear that it gets better. Cause I only saw, I saw three episodes of morning show, but only one episode of for all mankind. Let me, first of all, I have to say one thing is that <laughs> I wasn't born during those times either. <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to go there. There was, there was, there was like one year left of Nixon when I was born. So, so a that's, that's part one. Uh, but, uh, the third episode actually, so I watched the third episode this morning and I was bummed when I realized there wasn't a fourth out yet. Um, because I was ready, I was ready to just launch into the fourth episode. That's how good the third one was, frankly. Um, uh, okay, let's talk about C. <laughs> I was just gonna <coughs> go ahead, Brian. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. I watched the first episode of C, and I swear to you, I wasn't very tired at the time, but I fell asleep during the last ten minutes, and so I had to wake up myself <laughs> and rewind it. Although I did find the beginning of the show, like, right, you're kind of getting into the premise of the show. You're like, oh, this is kind of cool, but it it doesn't get any cooler. It's like, oh, I'm kind of curious. And then you're like, wait, really, this is it? And then 
I saw episode two and I was I, I was at the point where I said I I don't I can't do this and I love Jason Momoa and he even for the record he even admits he's not the best actor. <laughs> he said it. He's outright said it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this show, it's there's a lot of production value in it. There's some amazing shots, but I don't know if it got any better for you. But it was a snooze to me. Yeah, I. So first of all, first of all, I, I'm not even sure the the writing is so. So it starts and it's like it's like um it's sort of a bouncing back between a battle and a, and a woman giving birth, and that the the woman giving birth thing is so weird. It's weird. Like because that because um a huge actress. What's her name? The the Alfred Woodard. Alfred Woodard. Yeah, she she's like singing some weird song. Is that her? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like. What is this? What the hell is this? And you're like, okay. And then the battle scene, they do the same thing. They do this like weird singing thing, like chanting, almost like a Samoan yep, war yep, chant. Yep, yep, the haka, yep. So I kind of get where they were going with that, but it was weird. Um, and then this is supposed to be like 300 years in the future <laughs> where everything stopped working, where, where, where humans stopped seeing, so they can't do anything. And yet they got this damn still producing power. <laughs> You know, so I mean, there's just so many holes in the plot, <laughs> and then the thing I texted you, I think at some point was like, "Is it me, or do these people not trip enough?" Ever given that they're blind and they're walking in like fields, and at some point there was there there are these people that showed up to clearly a new spot, like that the, that bad army <laughs> shows up to a clearly new spot, and there are rocks everywhere, everywhere, and I'm like. Nobody's tripping. Nobody's walking terribly. The guy just gets gets off the gets off the 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 head witch hunter guy gets off his horse and walks like a boss up to the thing. And I'm just like, come on, dude, you can't see. You the show the show is called. I mean, fine, fine. Humans. The thing is that okay, this virus. Everyone that has survived this virus uh, can't see anymore. I I don't think their echolocation has evolved anywhere even remotely close to what a dolphin can do therefore half of the movement that's in this show just it's just impossible it's it's just one of those shows that okay i get what you're trying to do but the premise is it's just not believable it's not no and then it's boring yeah yeah they're doing way too much stuff like for blind people and and then there's there's that one i think it was episode two at some point like this dude's out in the middle of nowhere and then jason momoa goes i thought i'd find you here and it's like how the hell did you find him there like you can't see anything (laughs) again it's um and then i mean this is not to spoil anything but uh, let's just say it's interesting how they choose to pray to the gods oh my god i'm so glad i watched that (laughs) second episode because i was like this is praying I like praying. <laughs> yeah, that um, that there there's a weird yeah that whole that whole aspect again, of that is bizarre. I I will say um against you know, early reports that Apple TV would not touch on mature themes or be a little like risque. You know, there's a plenty of cussing in the morning show. There's a plenty of content in uh the in C. So the whole idea zero, they, zero nudity though. Yes, zero nudity, zero nudity. Yeah, right, like it, right. it, like there's times where it seems like they're gonna go there, but then there, it's covered up. Yeah, that's so when like I, that's when I woke up. But no, <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, this sounds like a good scene. It opens his eyes. No, not a good scene. <laughs> so those are those are the core four shows. So see, how many episodes did you get to watch of that? Two. Two. Okay. Two. Are you gonna? Are you? Other than I maybe I have random time. Are you motivated to go the distance with I, that? 
I'm not motivated Me to go too. to this. And so, yeah, I think if I have random time, I might see the third episode just to see where it goes <laughs> from there. But, um, but yeah, I just it's 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 one of those shows that's like I agree, it's kind of plotting, and then on top of that, it's so unbelievable that it's hard to watch because yeah. it bugs the crap out of you. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's my least favorite. I'd give that one. You know, an apple. The, I don't. I mean, the, yeah, maybe half an apple. Okay, fine. Yeah. I should. The production gives it. It deserves out of four apples. It deserves an apple. I'll give you that from production alone. Yeah. Okay. No, it's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. Yeah, it's I mean, great. The, 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 everybody that all these. I, I'm. I'm surprised because that one's. Is that one? Wait, is Ronald Moore that one or for all mankind? No, he's is, for all mankind. Which one? Ronald Moore, the guy that did Star Trek. Oh, is, oh no, no, I think he's for he's, all mankind. Right, right. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's the least favorite. That's the one that probably is not going to get watched unless there's literally nothing to watch and I don't want to work or read or do anything else. Okay, which so, happens. Which happens. Yeah, it does. It does, it does happen. <laughs> we we didn't talk about Ghost Riders or Helpsters or Snoopy in Space. Did you peek at any of those just? Just out so of curiosity. I tried to pitch them to my kids. The <laughs> only one uh, that that they were interested in was Ghost Rider, and we just haven't had a moment to do it. So I'm gonna we're gonna try that one. I think with the kids. Um, I didn't peek at the others though. So I think the ultimate, at least initial impressions, right? That we had, and look, I think that Apple making this free is still a genius move. But I, I got to ask you, right? Where would you rate this? If how about this? Uh, your take on this would you would you knowing what you know now is this service worth 499 for you a month right now as it stands or is it worth being free right now as it stands based on the whole landscape I, let's talk about the landscape right yeah i think if i was a i think i would probably not be watching it if i had to pay for it i don't think for i mean i like for all mankind the best and Krista does like, and we do like the morning show. Would we pay for it to watch those shows? It, we would probably do something like we do with um, CBS All Access, which is wait for the shows to be all loaded up, and then and then pay a month and binge them all. Like uh, that's probably how we would do it um, on the two that we want to watch. Um, I'm not sure that that it's it's a it's it, it isn't Mandalorian, right? It's not a show that Dude. it's not a it's not a uh, tent pole show that makes me want to pay for the service or like um even man of the what my man in the high castle was for amazon although you got prime anyway but like i would have paid for that show mm-hmm. um yeah i don't think i don't i don't think any of these are are motivating shows i'm exactly there with you and here's the thing again it is hard to make a quality show these are here's the thing these are all quality shows actually but it's hard to make a show that lands and hits and resonates i i would argue if we look if let's let's try and figure this out if we talk about the past 5 or 6 years if you can name a few shows that have really been like hits off the top of my head uh, is game of thrones 6 years old now how old is that no well it's it, it, they did 6 seasons but they did it over okay, like a right. decade right so let's not even count game <laughs> of thrones okay so let's say this is make it way harder i'm going to argue the only kind of and maybe you have others, and we know we have favorites, but iconic kind of cultural moment type shows that I can think of out of the top of my off the top of my head is NBC's This Is Us and Stranger Things. I don't know if there's any others that really come to mind, but those are the two that I feel like those have been those type of shows, story driven, produced, 
that have broken through to be like, you've got to see this. And that it shows also how hard this business is. Are there any other shows that stick out to you in your mind? Or do you agree with those picks or not? Um, uh, Breaking Bad. Is that too old? Too old. Uh, that that yeah. might have been like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Within that time period, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, no, I think that's right. I mean, uh, I know this is, oh, no, oh, no, uh, um, handmaid's tale. Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's a good call. Good yeah. Call, yeah. Good handmaid's call. tale. But that's, but that's rare. I mean, it's, I agree with you. It's, it's, and, 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 and again, these are, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the type of show, like a handmaid's tale, just one, like, like a stranger things that sort of pulls you into the service, right? That's mm-hmm. the, that's the trick. Cause then once you're in there, then you can watch and you watch like with Netflix, you know, the Netflix had other pulls, but Netflix, you figure Stranger Things could keep you in there once they started losing stuff. But then they had a bunch of other great shows, but would they have pulled you in by themselves, right? Like Lost mm-hmm. in Space was really good on Netflix. Um, there was a bunch of shows that were good, but I'm not sure it would have been like, oh yeah, let me let me pay for Netflix just for that show. Hulu, the only reason I bought Hulu by itself was Handmaid's Tale, and we turned it off when it was over. Mm. But now you're going to use it for Hulu TV. Well, now, yeah, now, now Hulu's now we own Hulu because of the PS View going away, and it's still. By the way, there is no interface as good. Oh no, as like, PS View. Yeah, no, no, that was amazing. Yeah, Hulu's interface. Hulu's interface actually sucks. I think YouTube. <laughs> I think YouTube. YouTube TVs is better, um, but I think uh, Hulu and Hulu's has there's like there's there's Give and takes. Hulu has less um, ads. Frankly, you can buy the ad-free version as well, and so there's there's just less ads than YouTube TV. I felt like I was watching a ton of ads, even for yeah. stuff that I'm technically DVRing. It, they don't seem to make that distinction the way that PS View did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, so, so yeah, I, I I don't think there's. I agree with you. It's it's hard to come up with that type of quality show. Uh, and I think you know, Mandalorian is going to be one of those, right? I mean, that's what's pulling me into Apple into Disney. I mean, what everyone is even saying about it and even just looking at it, again, we haven't seen a full season of it, but that's to your point. You get that tent pole and then you get all those other ones that are supportive, then it makes you feel like you want it. For example, if there was a tent pole show on Apple TV Plus right now, I could see being like, you know what, For All Mankind and uh, The Morning Show are great shows that support that tent pole show. Yeah. Right. And which, which, and, but the thing about a temple show is it can't be, I mean, this is us is kind of heading there, although we gave up on that one two seasons in and after they kept, <laughs> after they kept like making Extending us it. teasing us about how Milo died. Um, but the, uh, like the morning show to me is never going to be that type of show. No. Right. Cause even though it's got a killer cast, I mean, it's amazing the cast and the, and the acting's great. That's you need like a niche, a weird, uh, like a, a dedicated audience type of show, like a Game of Thrones, like a, a Stranger Things, that it's a hardcore audience, The mm-hmm. Walking Dead, mm-hmm. hardcore audience type of show to to really make that that type of show. And Morning Show isn't that type of show. And totally. I think C could have been if it was. I think the funny thing is, I think C is probably the one they thought was going to be that show. Mm, that yeah, because it has that kind of sci-fi, not sci-fi, but like that fantasy slash yeah, that, yeah, it's, geek, it's geek that, appeal. It has geek appeal. Right? Totally, yeah. For all mankind, sort of does, but it's not quite that, right? Yeah. It's not quite that. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think the the free thing is what's going to keep keep it alive, and maybe they come up with another show or something, you know, it, sometime in the in that mid season, but or or next year. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'll be very curious when the free stuff goes away, if they if they just keep that going. If you buy their product, 
Well, that's also the other thing, right? You have Disney Plus has a ridiculous library of not only legacy archive content, but Disney Plus is bringing so much other content that is new alongside of The Mandalorian. And that's where Apple TV, again, it's going to take time. But without any type of acquisition from Apple TV in the long run, you're literally going to be getting a show and only watching that show. And maybe they're okay with the idea of people subscribing to it just like you do on certain shows like CBS All Access, they'll just pay for the run of that show and then go away and then come back later. I mean, ideally, they don't want that. They want someone to stay locked in the whole time. But without a library of content, it it's hard to keep people... I think partially why I keep Netflix around is because they have, you know, once in a while, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to watch a comedy special that I haven't watched just because. Yeah, yeah. But no, Apple, do, Apple doesn't have anything like that. <laughs> you know, I wonder if the whole not making it a separate tab is it feeds into the entire strategy, which is... They, 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 it is still just a product pitch. It's not a service pitch. It's still at the end of the day, just a way to get their products in front of people. And they're just building, they're just, they're just adding content to all the content you get when you have the Apple TV app somewhere. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's how they're looking at it. In which case it's not a big deal if these shows aren't, you know, they can throw a few billion dollars at shows and not really blink about it even if they're losing money on them because it's more of the product pitch. And that, that may make sense for why they're, they're not saying not, not to mention, by the way, if you had an Apple TV tab, it would be a, the, the saddest tab in the world because there's nothing, <laughs> there's like, there's like seven shows. I mean, there's just not enough content. I mean, if you, again, Disney plus is dropping on the 12th. I am super, <laughs> super excited about do you, it. But... Do you, do you keep checking to see if the app's available yet? No, 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 no. I just, I'm just, I'm like, I've been, I've been, ex- I've been talking about Disney plus ever since they announced it for like the past two, three months. So I've just kind of, all right, it's coming and it's coming. It's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've been checking just to see if they're finally putting, I mean, cause I, I would think they'd, they'd roll the app out a little early, but yeah. apparently not. All I'm going to tell you is when you first launched that, app and you freaking see and it's on your own home tv the nav bar that says marvel disney pixar star wars in the nav bar you're gonna be like dear god yeah i remember i was like oh my gosh it's crazy so okay uh quick thing let's go through because we didn't really give all of our ratings on the show the top four shows morning show how many apples out of four for you I'd give that three. Me I think, too. I think that's a solid. That's a solid show. It's you know, it's not it's not the greatest show in the world, but it's a great. It's a good solid show. Okay, yeah, I agree. Three three apples. C, we're both at one apple to potential banana, but uh, we're giving it one apple because we're nice. Yeah. For all mankind. That's. I think that's slightly under the morning show. Two and a half, maybe two and a half. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe 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 three apples. I like that one too. I mean, that's that's that's. Uh, uh no you know what that's not true because I, I again after the third show I, I'd give that three apples because I, I do want to see the next show I mean I, okay. I, I'm, I'm it's now pushing me to watch it yeah I thought I was gonna be like come on Gil it sounded like you like that show a lot yeah yeah no you're right yeah I'll give it, I'll give it around two and a half three right now I don't know I have to <sighs> catch up so that's where I stand Dickinson is this weird fascinating one I don't think it's quote unquote as good but I'm gonna give it two apples for Dickinson I think it's quirky and fascinating and kind of fun to watch. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And like I said, I'll I'll be curious if my wife likes that show. That that, that could go it could go either way. Yeah. I think yeah. you really have to like um the main actress Haley Steinfeld. That's kind of going to determine if you really like that show, but she does a good job. She's fun in it. Yeah, no, it's it, uh, everything about it's really well done. I was trying to re- I'm trying to remember if if there's anything that uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if my kids could watch that show and I think so. There's nothing really objectionable in that 
nutshell. Yeah, there's not objectionable. Like to me, it's not objectionable. So I bet my standards are different than a parent. Yeah, no, but but I'm saying there's not a lot of language. There's not. Nah, yeah, nah, there's nah. no nudity or sex or anything yeah. like that, as far as I can tell. So I think that you know, for a ten and twelve year old, that's those are the primary. <laughs> those are the primary concerns at that point. Um, so yeah, I think I, we, we might see if they'll watch. If they'll want to watch, maybe we'll watch that one all as a family. And wait, see wait, if they so like it. you're not going to get the family to gather around to watch all episodes of C? I'm really disappointed. <laughs> oh, God, so I'm, bad. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I feel, I feel so bad for Jason. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, Apple will probably give that thing a second season. Oh, God. Like, I think that thing lives on way longer than it would ever. I mean, first of all, it would never get, get greenlit anywhere else, but I'm sure it will live on way longer than it needs to. Okay. All right. Um, Just some quick tidbits about Apple TV that kind of came out after the service launched. According to um, reports from Flat Panels HD, Apple TV Plus has the highest 4K streaming quality Offered by any streaming service that supports 4K, that's kind of cool to know. Yeah, I mean the the, the quality. I don't have a 4K TV, so I can't tell you that one. But it, the quality generally seemed really good, and everything everything was slick, fast. I mean, it worked really well. You expected to. 4K TVs are pretty affordable now. You know, I I you don't have the. I, I don't. I agree with you though. There's no urge. There's no I, urge, it's, right? It's you know? the the difference between totally standard agree. D and HD was so much bigger than the difference between HD and 4K. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, so that that's the thing. When my TV breaks, I'll get a 4K. Okay, I'll throw something at it for you. Thanks, buddy. Okay, because um, <laughs> it tends to, it seems like you do definitely, as long as something breaks, you're willing to get the next version. I, I've kind of noticed this pattern, so <laughs> I, I see this theme here. The other thing that I will say that people that may not have it, I mean, I invested in over years, but Dolby Atmos is supported on all their movies. There are times where the sound and the audio on Apple TV shows specifically unfortunately see sound really good like you can hear the specific sound moving around and coming from different directions i thought that was actually pretty good i was so like that oh. is, so it is on my list to get an atmos receiver um yes. but but the but the the only thing holding me back is i've got to reconfigure my speakers so that's the issue and those are all those are all in the walls so oh you have in-wall speakers yeah well then yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be some work buddy yeah, exactly. That's why it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> some other some other Apple TV informa- information that could bid well for the service or not. Um, right now, they say almost, according to this, cust- cons- consumer intelligence research partners, almost a quarter of Apple customers in the U.S. own an Apple TV. And here's the thing about this, right? There, Because Apple TV is pretty much going to be on every platform, you don't really need to buy an Apple TV to watch Apple TV. Right. I mean, right. to watch Apple TV plus. So this service isn't going to and that's OK, because I think it's more important that they get people to subscribe. But the service isn't going to all of a sudden accelerate Apple TV hardware sales. It shouldn't, honestly. I No, I agree. It, it, it shouldn't. It's and especially because, again, you can watch it on all of their devices. And I don't think that's the pitch of it. Um, is this does this number seem high to you, though? That a quarter of Apple users own Apple TVs. That's a lot. I mean, I if mean, you think about how many people have an have an iPhone, that's, that's true. A that's a ton of people. That is true, actually. You know what? <clears throat> you make a good point. I wonder who they. I wonder who they actually. They're all. Oh, how many people did they actually survey? Because that that ten. Yeah, when I think of tw- a quarter of people, I don't even think a quarter of my friends have an Apple TV that are Apple users. Exactly. Yeah, one in four seems high to me. I mean, I, I think there's a lot more Apple TVs than people think, but one in four seems way higher to me than I would think. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 we, I love it. I, that's what we use primarily on, on all of our 
at all of our TVs is, is the Apple TV because I think it works really well and it gives you pretty much every other service now too. So we've always used it um, without any problems, but um, it's that seems high to me. But I was also like, I, I could when when they first announced Apple TV, I couldn't wait to buy it. I mean, I remember thinking yeah, that, I remember that w- way back then. And then they really didn't do anything with it for like four years, but that's okay. right. right. <laughs> at, at least at least four that's years. right. It was a long time. So, all right, everybody, Gil, uh, thank you so much for being on the show as usual it's always my like, pleasure it's always a pleasure and uh, fun being tv critic with you oh yeah i mean hopefully people stuck around for it i don't know i'll, I'll, I'll look at the numbers later <laughs> <laughs> like these guys don't know anything they're talking about <laughs> Why am I, I think I, I think at the very least it's an amusing discussion we'll see <laughs> you know, we'll I, see i thought it was semi-amusing no no i'm just messing with you but uh <laughs> appreciate the time bro and obviously we'll have you back on and uh thanks so much for hanging out with us man my pleasure take care all right cool so there you go. Always amazing to have my buddy Gil in the house. And uh, he's been on at least four or five shows now. I mean, he is a legit contributor. So thanks again, Gil. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week. Remember, again, to send in your voice memos, record them. Then you send them to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. We had a really long show. I will continue to hold on to the voicemails I have. You all have been sending them in. I will get them in on the next show, but just want to say thanks again for your support, and also, we've got to give and really acknowledge a big thanks to all of the Platinum Apples, my goodness, at the $100 level. Thanks so much to Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatikar for their contributions and just keeping this thing rolling, and also, thank you to all of you who have been able to support in any way. I just want to remind you, other ways to support the show, tell your friends about it, Put a five-star review on iTunes, write a review. It helps bump it up so people can see it. We are almost at a 1,000 five-star reviews. I think we're at 967 the last time I checked. So I would love for you to, you know, give it that rating and put in little comments if you have the time. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much again for hanging out with us. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.